Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. He is a, still a kid in, a, in an old man's body. I mean, he is, uh, he's, he's having a blast. Soller before practice, and he described you as a, as a kid in an old man's body just having a blast. <laughs> Is that a compliment? <laughs> you want me to respond to that? <laughs> Look, I'll be honest, the only jersey I, I kind of knew about besides Teterboro was Jersey Shore. And I was, I was assured that was not a proper representation of this great state. Well, based upon the comments of Robert Sala, they may have a new situation in new jersey oh look at you look at you okay i see you all right jersey shore reference come on you know where's you why don't you join in on the fun why don't you like tomorrow for the show do unbutton a few more buttons there right wear some gold chains get some moose for your hair oh baby yeah get some gold chains I want, can you go to the barber today and get some frosted tips and, you know, shave your sides and get it all right that way? You think you could do that? I'd like to see that look on you. You know, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. I actually have chest hair, but it's gray. So you can't see it. Um, the, the, uh, in all seriousness, or at least in some seriousness. Yeah. I said when Aaron Rodgers arrived and they had the press conference and everything was great, it was never going to be any better than it was that day. And you see just that first little crack. When you don't tiptoe properly around the delicate genius, you get that little remark from him, which carries something more. It's got that Aaron Rodgers edge to it. He didn't appreciate being called old by his head coach. Oh, we he, know him well enough. He from, didn't not, care. Not, there was a little, ah, uh, a little you're reading there. too deep. Was into it. He was laughing and having fun and made a joke okay. after. Yeah. Hey, Hey, listen, 
I laugh and have fun and make a joke when you call me old. Do you think it still doesn't piss me off? Do you really I mean, think it doesn't piss well, me off? Well, now that I know it does piss you off, that's great. I'm going to do it a little bit more. That sounds good. But sure, yeah, it shouldn't piss you off. Sometimes you just got to deal with reality there, old man. You're getting old, okay? Hey, listen. Listen. By the way, by the way, I, I can tell that you were late coming to work today because – as you were getting dressed, you apparently couldn't find anything to wear, so you went and found a box of shirts that your son wore when he was five. Oh, wow. Good Lord, there's something that fits you. What what doesn't fit about this? It's a perfect fit. I'm looking like Johnny Professional know. over here. How dare you just attack my wardrobe? This looks this is a perfect fit. This is custom fit to me. I spent a few extra dollars. Howie Roseman sent me some money. He said, hey, outshine Florio. Get some clothes that are good. I said, sure, no problem. Uh, but in all seriousness, you're, but you're first of all, first of all, it's wrinkled. <laughs> well, it because is wrinkled. Did your be- wife, did your wife not iron your clothes? My, my wife insists on ironing mine. No, but, but I will. I'll not be- that, not that, not that that is exclusive to, I'm just uh, in my yeah. own personal experience. My wife is the one that says that looks wrinkled. Iron it. I don't care about it. I'm not perpetuating any stereotypes here. I'm just saying. Yeah, don't worry. Experience. Hey, don't worry. Me, me and my wife, we have a we have an old school relationship. You know that. I mean, she's proud of it. I'm proud of it. That's what we are. That's what makes us work. But like, no, in all seriousness, this is where I thought you were going with the t-shirt. The shirt is I took it out of the package this morning, like literally as I was halfway dressed. And I was like, ooh, I forgot I have this new shirt over there. And I un- just ripped the package open and threw it on. So that's why it's got a few wrinkles on it because it's, it's brand brandy new, as they say. <laughs> I do recall a time, and I think it was you, where you wore a dress shirt right out of the package, which had the unmistakable <laughs> yeah, that's right. two major creases, the, the <laughs> right. telltale sign of the shirt that was like folded up and pressed down. Yeah, you probably had a pin sticking in your neck, as Pete says. So. <laughs> that is when I did get yeah, that, from the wife, don't do that again. She was like, that look, that she, she actually told me that day. She goes, that looks bad on me that you wore that shirt on there that day. So uh, I, I haven't done that with those shirts. You're right, because you can't get away with them. They're folded too many times. You see the creases everywhere. And this is a follow-up from last week when I was in studio for two days wearing polo shirts, including the Howie Roseman oversized, you look like someone who lost weight and is too cheap to buy new clothes <laughs> shirt. That's when my wife said to me, we need to get you some some clothes, polo shirts. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for the new polo shirts. That's why okay. I went with the dress shirt. Freshly pressed. It does. It looks nice. And, and no wrinkles in sight right off the hanger. I, I like it. It's a, it's a good look. But, but this is I, I this is where I wanted to go right here. I'm glad. Way to go in the back. Okay. That's <laughs> exactly what I wanted right here. So, yeah. Have you ever been to the Jersey Shore? Have you ever been to that part of you know the, the great state of Jersey at all? No, no, you have not. Uh, it's an ex- am, I, am I missing out? Well, it's an experience. It is like if you got to wear this picture, you know, you see the Zeppeli in the background and you got to Seaside Heights boardwalk, right? I, it's a scene that I think all people should probably experience once, right? The Jersey Shore is a great beach, big beaches. You, you'd love all that. You got a ton of Italian food around. That's awesome. You know, whether it's a traditional Italian restaurant or the the Italian heroes and subs and all that, they're everywhere. But, yeah, you get to the boardwalk, you get a mixture of really 
true Jersey all coming together where you could have, yeah, there's a few people up the beach who are rich and they're hanging on the boardwalk and Hey, there's the situation and a bunch of meatheads over there who all they do is curls and peck deck all day. And then you can get some more rough around the edges, people to go along with it, some Jersey trash. And it makes for a, a fun experience there at the Jersey shore at the boardwalk, as we say. You didn't do a whole lot <laughs> to I sell didn't. it to me. I know I didn't. <laughs> it hasn't made the short list no. of potential vacation destinations. No, I, I don't see you walking on the boardwalk, right? And there was the funny comedian forever who had the, you know, if you're on the Jersey Shore boardwalk, you gotta you gotta be ready to answer one question like this all the time. And you've ever heard this little bit? I can't remember who it is, but it basically is going. You got you're on the Jersey Shore boardwalk. You got to be able to answer. Hey, what the f are you looking at? You better have an answer for that because if you get caught staring, some Jersey meathead's gonna say that, and it's it's uh, it always makes me laugh that joke because it is very real. <laughs> oh, my mother had the all time great comeback for that. I don't know if I ever told you that story. No, but. We were riding in my dad's car because my mom didn't drive and never did drive. Can you imagine wow. that? Never drove. I think she tried once and something happened, and she just which said caused the hell her to never do it again, right. which is in my DNA. Like certain things. Yeah, I know. You're right. That is you. Experience and I'll never do it again. <laughs> I'm never going right? to L.A. ever again. <laughs> Ever. It's the last exactly. time there. Right. But, <laughs> but she, she stuck to it. She never had a driver's license her entire life. But but we were going to visit my grandmother. We went every Sunday right. when I was a kid. That's where I watched a lot of football growing up at my grandparents' house on Sunday afternoon. And there was a couple of kids, and my mom had window down, had her arm on the edge, and she's just, you know, she's just riding the car. Right. And one of the kids says, what are you looking at? And my mom, without missing a beat, said, you, dirty ass. So <laughs> try that, that out. She sounds like try she's from Jersey. Are you Jersey sure she didn't grow up around the Jersey Shore? It sounds she'll fit in just right. That, that's the answer they're looking for. They'd be like, okay, Mrs. Flora, you passed the test. No problem. Welcome to New Jersey. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a good story. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, by the way, Jersey I thought I thought we would I thought, I thought we'd open the day with the piece of video I shared yesterday. I, I I'm going to go ahead and tell the story. I don't see it in the rundown for later in the program, but I was working out on Monday and my wife sent a text to my son and me asking for assistance outside because oh, right. somehow our right. trash can had been knocked over. And I'm thinking, you know, when it gets really windy, our trash can gets knocked over and trash falls out of it and I have to go out and clean it up. Oh, what, what in the world? The tra- it hasn't been windy. I know when it's windy. You yeah. can hear the wind. Right. I heard no wind. Why would the trash can be knocked over? Yesterday, neighbor down the hill sends Jill a video of what was going around knocking down Trash cans. A big-ass bear. a very large bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I saw it. I watched that thing a hundred times yesterday. That bear picks up that trash can, and I don't know if it was full or not, and I suppose that even if it was completely full of bricks, the bear still could have done what it did. But that bear just picked up the trash. It wasn't ours, but 
clearly it's circumstantial evidence that would suggest that oh, he toyed with it. it was nothing. a visit to our trash right. cans. Yeah, it was it was it's terrifying. So I've always had this concern when I walk down to the barn at night and if I walk back up and it's late, I always yeah, he's gonna catch Wonder, you uphill. Uphill, I, you're in trouble. You know, you're not gonna get it done. You, I don't uphill, know. Uphill, gonna... downhill, any <laughs> yeah, hill, any hill. I'm not gonna outrun that bear. <laughs> you're right. You're so. in trouble. <laughs> All right. Well, so no more Macy walking up and down the hill. Okay. Yeah, because I, I don't know what she would do. I don't know what she would do. I don't know if her instincts would kick in because she is like many dogs, bark at everything, but. But yeah. obviously, ultimately, have no real bite. She's right. never bitten anyone. She's never tried to bite anyone. But she will bark and bark and bark and bark. I don't know what. That's all you she need would sometimes with a bear. bear. That's enough to usually keep them at bay. At least a black bear, right? So yeah, hopefully that's. But it's a cool video, and you're right. It's amazing how they they're so smart. He's moving that thing around with ease. He was looking for the crease and how to open it up, right? It wasn't his first trash can, so you could tell that he was an experienced No, clearly. Guy. Yeah, I mean, he knew exactly what he It wasn't his first wanted. trash can that day. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. clearly. <laughs> I'm surprised he had a hard time opening that one, given the ease with which he found the hinge and the lid on, on, uh, on ours. By the way, we have an important PSA from Pete Demolitis. Both black and grizzly bears can run just as fast downhill as they do uphill and won't hesitate and easily can outrun even the fastest human. What I've always heard, though, is with is that a myth or is it true? It is apparently a myth. They can't run downhill. They can run downhill. They can run downhill. They can run uphill. They can do anything they want. And despite their size, they are faster than any of us. Now, the black bear, which is indigenous to this area. Yeah, right. Is docile yeah. unless you Mess get with close the... to its cubs. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And like like a grizzly bear will come at you and maul you and eat you just for the to hell of you. it. Right. Black yeah. bear is only going to come after you if it has a specific reason to do so that has gone against its nature. And if it comes after you, assume the position. Put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. That's it. It's <laughs> See you done. later. It's over. And I think I've said, and I don't want to perpetuate incorrect information, but I think I've seen, because I am curious about the habits of the black bear, don't bother playing dead if a black bear is coming after you. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, they're Play dead smart. with a brown bear. Don't play dead with a black bear. If a black bear is coming after you, you are done. So Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, the shotgun out. I'm going to sit out on the porch with a beer. And the shotgun. Don't you dare. And I'm Don't just going to wait. Dare. I'm not going to shoot I the bear. Know, I know. I I'm know not, you but, 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 but if something's going down, if the, not that I would even have time to get it and shoot the bear, but that well, would be one occasion that's where if bear is yes. attacking Macy family or, or dog, right. then, then yeah. bear is, is, uh, is getting shot. I'm not mad at you there. Then that you was what, do what you got to do. I, I, I sent the, I sent the video to, the, the folks who come frequent the barn from time to time, although they haven't been over in a while, maybe it's me, but somebody responded, uh, the, the barn needs a good bearskin rug. So oh, uh, <laughs> that, that won't be happening unless there is a bear attack. Okay. Cocaine bear could be oh, a, it's a, it's a funny movie. It's, it's, it's worth it. Did you ever, you ever see it? I'm fresh out of cocaine. Okay. No, it's oh. on Peacock. It's it, on Peacock, it's, by the way. It's a good, like, a very entertaining hour and 15-minute movie, right? It's silly. It's a little over the top. It'll make you laugh. It's, like, funny, gory, right? It's, like, one of those moments where you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so gory. But then you realize, like, oh, this is so crazy. It's, like, funny. And 
Uh, it's a little different, but it, it's still worth it. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, as Pete says, come for the wild card game exclusively on January 13th. Stay for Cocaine Bear on Peacock. <laughs> That's right. And it's currently exclusive to Peacock. Wow. I see that every time I load up the Peacock page. I I don't have cocaine on the property, but if the bear would get into the barn, we could do like bourbon bear, like the bear <laughs> could get drunk. There's <laughs> yeah. plenty of booze. Right. There's enough booze down there to get a bear drunk. I am confident of that, especially because I would assume the bear has very low tolerance for alcohol. I would think so. I, I would think it depends on how big he is, right? Uh, I don't know. You know, the weight has something to do with that. Yeah, but you know that, your cigars, I don't know, maybe... Maybe one of those nights where your son and his friends are hanging out down there in the barn and it smells a little stanky the <laughs> next day. That would mellow Black Bear That would mellow him out for sure, I, but he'd be in your garbage a lot. There's no truth to that. That's just, that's just, a, that's that's just, just a, a rumor. Joke. Maybe that's why he, maybe that's why he's in the trash cans. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe he found, maybe he found my little agricultural project down in the woods. I don't right, know. Right. Um, but, but, by the way, by the way, uh, we're now 14 minutes into the program and I deliberately filibustered because Pete specifically instructed us that we weren't going to have a 55-minute segment. Hey, you're such a today, jerk. Which made me you're... determined to have a 55-minute <laughs> segment on today. And now Pete says, oh, we should get going. Thanks, Pete. Pete was entertained, though. See, I know on the days when we're actually talking about stuff at the beginning that Pete is interested in because he I knew he wanted wrong. to move us along. Yeah, right. And he hasn't said a word until I reminded him that he doesn't want to have a 55-minute opening segment. All right. Uh Oh, and I talked just long enough to have Cocaine Bear or or Cannabis Bear looking for Doritos. There he is. That's not our house. That's the neighbor's, but there's the bear. Watch him. He picks that can up, and he just says, I think I'll take this with me. That's a big garbage can. Now, and, it, and it has to be full because today's garbage day. Right. So there, there he is. He's just going to roll it. He's going to roll it home. He's taking it back for the kids. Look what I got. <laughs> got I got snacks. me a trash can. Yes, yeah, seriously. So that's the bear. It really there's a giant bear. And it's in the neighborhood. So Yeah, uh, be careful. Yes, yes, I will be. Okay. Uh be careful at OTA practices, as we were praising Aaron Rodgers for showing up and participating, something he has not been doing of late. And Packers fans upset with the reality that he's stayed away in recent years from Packers OTAs, but he was there with bells on for the Jets. Apparently the bell caused a strain in his calf. It happened yesterday. He was reportedly favoring his ankle due to those who were at the scene watching Aaron Rodgers practice. He was over at the sideline talking to the trainers after practice. Rodgers had an opportunity to explain to reporters what it was that had happened to him in the OTA session on Tuesday. And I just tweaked my calf and it's good photos there. I just tweaked my calf in the uh, little pre-practice conditioning, so I decided to take a take a bad day. Can you keep you down a while? I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's too too serious. What are your thoughts on doing some of those things, like with the medicine ball and pulling weights and things like that? Yeah, I haven't done it before. I haven't done it in 18 years, so. But obviously, there's some science behind it, so. What exactly were you doing when you tweaked it? Which were those? I don't know. Just running, I guess. Boy, there's something going on there with his facial expressions, isn't there? 
Well, he was like, he was being a little like if... cute, or I don't know if he was trying to be yeah, a little, you know, just uh, answer in a charismatic, sharp kind of, you know, edgy way. I don't know what he was, or if he was also a little know. frustrated. It was it was weird too. What was the science experiment thing? I've heard about the science. I haven't tried it. What they what was the question there? I couldn't quite hear what he was answering in that part of it. No, you couldn't either. I I I'm with you. I couldn't either. Yeah, I, I don't know sure. what he was talking about, but yeah. Here's the bottom line. I've strained my calf before. There is only one cure for the strained calf. Rest. Because yeah. you keep trying. to. It's, it does not go away until you give it sufficient time to heal on its own completely, 100%. And sometimes when you think it's 100%, you find out the hard Definitely way not. that it is not. Uh-huh. So now and, and this, look, look, it's important that he be there. It's important he be involved. But if you've got a strained calf... You just shut it down. That's right. Shut it down and and let it go until training camp, especially when you are old man like Aaron Rodgers is, 39 pushing 40. That stuff does not heal as quickly as it did when you were younger. Yeah. And uh, I've lived it. I've been there. I've done it. I was right around his age when I tweaked calf, you know, playing softball or something stupid like that. And I, it, it did not go away for a long time right. because – you have to stop doing everything for a while, just like a hamstring. Any of those soft tissue injuries, you just have to let it sit. Now, I understand they have some devices that would help speed the healing process along, but it can only do so much. At some point, you just have to wait for your body to heal itself or it's going to continue and continue and continue. Yeah, no, it, you said it right. It, it's, it's a, well, I, I dealt with it right around 42 you know, was still trying to run and running up hills one day and you know, the calf goes and you're right. It's one of those things where a week goes and you go, oh, it feels pretty good. Let me go try to run again. And you go, oh, crap. I heard it again. Let me take three weeks off. And you think, oh, OK, I'm good now. It's three weeks. And then you do it again. And you go, oh, crap. It still hurt. Right. This is an injury. One that you, you use the word old man. Th- this what it's known as in the NFL locker room. It's the old man injury. That That's usually who gets it. That's what the guys in the locker room are going to laugh and make fun of him for, right? You don't see usually a 23-year-old receiver or a quarterback or running back or anybody like that ever pull their calf muscle. It's always a guy that's kind of towards the end of his career or in year you know, 10, 12 as a defensive lineman. It's, it is one of those kind of you know, injuries. And then added on top of that, Mike, you know, I got to say in his career, this is probably, I'm going to say at least the third or fourth time he's hurt his calf, right? He's missed games. He's had a deal with hopping on one leg and playing through the calf injury a number of times through his career. So this is something that pops up on him from time to time. And I saw those highlights of him running on Monday at practice, right? He scored the touchdown, I think, on those 7-7 drill. Or maybe that was yesterday. I can't even remember anymore. You know, and then some of that work, it, it wore him out a little bit. and it, it pulled finally, so he's got to be careful, like you said. Especially when you're not used to doing much work this time. That's true, he's right, Mike. started earlier than usual, yeah. so the body's not used to this. He has had a couple of calf injuries. December of 2014, he had a slight tear in his calf. Right. And who can forget what that culminated with? And Sue stomping on the oh lower my leg. Gosh, that was that. And then right. the all-time flimsy defense when he was suspended and ultimately got the suspension overturned, but his defense was it was cold at Lambeau Field. My foot had gone numb. I did not know where. I was stepping. 
the video evidence would tend to suggest otherwise. Then two years later, December again, 2016, a leg calf strain. It wasn't considered serious. So that is the history. Here's what's happened now. The injury occurred while he was hopping with a small medicine ball. One of the quirky exercises they do to warm up before practice. Rodgers wouldn't confirm that, saying it occurred while he was running. First time in his 19-year career that he warmed up with a medicine ball. That's when he said, obviously, there's a science behind it. Presumably, Chris, the science is not, if you want to strain your calf, hop around with a medicine ball. No, well, yeah, exactly right. You're doing the, they're doing that. It's, it's something to stimulate the nervous system, get the body used to holding something, whatever. I'm sure they have their reasons for doing that drill. I haven't really have experience with that one there. But yeah, you know that that's one of those now that it, the next time they pull that drill out, Rogers going to look at him and go, nah, nah, I'm good. I've I've made it 19 years without the hop with the medicine ball drill. I'll be okay. Uh, so it's just, it's just one of those things. Who knows? It's I doubt it is even that. Maybe he overstretched it before he went to practice, right, Mike? I mean, there's so many things that could have led up to it. Either way, he's a guy that's got a lot of wear and tear in his body, and. You know, I think he still thinks he's young and he wants to hop around. And like he told Mike Tirico, you know, it was that last year or two years ago, I still want to make the magic plays and do some of that, right? So, you know, sometimes uh, he, he maybe is probably too aggressive on it too and playing around like we saw scrambling and doing that on Monday. And that just caught up with him a little bit. See, we've been spoiled by Tom Brady playing until the age of 45, but Brady rarely does that kind of stuff. And when Brady decides to run, it's like slow motion. It's not like he's running fast enough to strain anything. That, that's the point, so, Mike. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Good, really, you know, bad athletes, they don't pull muscles because they're not explosive enough to pull it, right? <laughs> Rodgers, that, 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 that's really the point. And I put myself in there. Like, I've never pulled a muscle. I wasn't fast enough or explosive enough to pull a hamstring or anything like that. But you get around freaks, right? They are able to push their body and strain through things that are at a different level. And those are the guys. And Rodgers is a freak. You can say what you want. He was He's, he's a guy who ran 4-5 coming out. He can dunk a basketball in his prime. I mean, you know, so that those are the guys that pull your muscle. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait but marines will always be there they are the constant in the chaos no matter the battlefield marines adapt to win defeating every shifting threat protecting our nation's future the few the proud the marines the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 
I'd like to think a guy 6'4", 6'5", could dunk a basketball. That would seem to be a given if you're that tall. Well, he's 6'2". Well, yeah, I could. I could. I can't anymore. But he's 6'2", and change, right? I mean, you know, 6'2", uh, you know, it's it's yeah. I, you're, you'd like to think so, but I think like in his prime, he could kind of do it easy, from what I was told. So that, that's that's the kind of athlete he is. And not all six two white guys can dunk. That that's you know we know that. <laughs> the key is the key is the hand size. You got to have hands big enough to uh, easily grip the ball because uh-huh. as you make your move. If you have hands that can't really hold on to the ball, it slips out as you strain to do it. Oh, well, you're right about that. And he doesn't have to worry about that department either. Aaron Rodgers, his hands are like no, Smeagol. he's got giant hands. They're like Smeagol in Lord of the Rings. You ever seen that? You know, they're, ah, the precious, right? And his hands are like this long. Yeah, he's got like that. three extra knuckles. That's Rodgers. The first time I shook Aaron Rodgers' hands, and I have giant hands, and you know that. Right, I had some of the biggest hands in my draft class. I shook his hand, and I was like, wait, is that his middle finger halfway down my forearm as we're shaking hands here? His hands are so long. So when we shook, his hand was like over here. And I, I, I still will re- I remember that. Him and Brett Favre, I can remember having that feeling go, man, their hands are gigantic. First of all, I like knuckle better than knuckle, so I'm not <laughs> going to give you a hard time for that. Thank Second you. of all, would it surprise you to know? Yes. And it probably would. There was a time in my life where if I could have held on to the ball, I could have easily dunked. Wow. I, you know, I don't. At 5'11". I don't. I, I mean, I would, I would be a little surprised. You have the structure and the body build to make me think you could jump a little bit. You got pretty long legs for a 5'11 guy, short torso. So you got the levers. I, I could see that. It would surprise me that you say you could dunk. You know, but but I could see how you could jump up there a little bit. I could see that. I couldn't. I couldn't hold the ball. Right. And I couldn't jump. You know, when you try to do the two hand, yeah, you can't Barkley jump dunk, high enough I didn't that way. Have the ability. Right. You got to spring off of one leg. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we we were, we we were obsessed with that, and we would try and try. So what you try to do is you try to. Throw, you know, one guy throws Throw it, it up to the other, and so you jump you up do and do way. it that way, yeah, and it, yeah. you could never get it just right. right. I came really close one time where I kind of knocked it in and grabbed the rim, and uh, but it wasn't that you know you really wanted that feeling of hand on the ball, right, slam it down. It in, right. I tried and I tried and I tried, and I'm serious. I could get, and I remember where I hit on the forearm, and this is no lie. I could get this high over the rim. Yeah. I could get that high. That's high enough to do it. You just have to be able to hold the ball. Yeah, no, that's so. a, you're right. You got to have a few. That was things a long to work. time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was a long. That was a long well, time ago in a galaxy far. I far get away. it all the time, Mike. I'm getting it. My 12 year old, you know, and not that I was some high flying dunker by any stretch of the imagination, right? I was like the guy that needed a lane open and to jump off of one leg and do it that way. But he's constantly my 12 year. I can't believe you can't dunk anymore. Oh my gosh, you're six five. I don't care that you're a 42. You should be able to dunk. You know, what if I put the rim at nine and a half? Will you dunk? He's always wants me to dunk or try to dunk in front of his friends and do all that. So I'm always getting this pressure, and it's like, man, I just can't do it. I can feel it in my back. I don't have the spring there. I don't have the spring in my legs. It ain't gonna happen anymore. I don't have any ups at all anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but it probably wouldn't take you long to get to. No, I could get it going you know, a little. I could. You worked on it. There's right. different exercises you can do. You can you can you know hop around with a medicine ball. And if you <laughs> yeah, don't exactly your calf, right. You'll be good to go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's talk here, about this next injury. This getting, is a good one. No, are we going to go I'm getting there? this back on. No, well, 
Well, are we going to do before we do that? Wait, wait, wait. Am I? Oh, oh, yes, yes. I don't want to skip over that. A more, a more common injury <laughs> to men of any age. We've all been there. We've all done that. Alan Lazard was injured yesterday. He left briefly. He came back. He was one hundred percent. I just got hit in the gonads. That's the Alan Lazard report, <laughs> and it's unmistakable for anyone out there who doesn't know the experience. And I can't imagine that. You can get very far into your life, although, you know, kids don't go out and play like they used to. So maybe there's a bunch of people out there who haven't had this happen. You get that contact and there's about a 10 second delay, seven to 10 second yeah, delay I'd say so. where excruciating stomach pain takes over. I've never understood the physiology of that. Maybe that's something Pete can look up since he's been very good at supplying us with information today. But for some reason, you get hit there, it triggers a delayed reaction, incredible pain, like someone has stuck a knife yeah. into your intestines. Right, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it is. And unmistakable when it happens. It is. It's an, an odd feeling for sure. It's like all of those things you said, and it feels like the wind gets knocked out of you. It's got the weirdest feeling ever. It is. It's up there. It's amazing, really. You know, we talk about this every now and then. I feel like it comes up about once or twice a year. It's amazing it doesn't happen more. It's a bunch of grown men running around in piles, diving, tackling, doing stuff like that, pushing, all that. Nobody's wearing protection down there, as we've talked about, which is still a surprise to people. I had somebody yesterday say this, you know, again, at the gym, Jets fans. I always tell you about my Jet fans at the gym, and they were saying the same thing. Was he not wearing a cup? I got nobody in the cup. Nobody in the NFL wears a cup, and they were like, what? I was like, no, it slows you down. It's uncomfortable. Nobody wears a cup. That doesn't happen. Uh, so it is kind of amazing it doesn't happen more often. First thing I thought of was the L.A. Lakers. That's right. On the day after they were eliminated. <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah. Vince L- Wilfork. <laughs> Vince Wilfork. Turned you, in, turned you into uh, Magic Johnson. <laughs> he did. He in more ways in, than one. <laughs> yeah, more ways than one. Exactly. At first, it was more Ravens <laughs> colors. And then, like I said, it, it worked his way into Lakers colors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, uh, uh, all right. We'll move along. Okay. Uh, here's Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers on the new Jets quarterback attending OTAs this year. In my opinion, it was never there was never a doubt that he was going to be here. Um, when you're making a change, you're a competitor. Um, he wants to show well. I know he wants to have a good season, just like we all do. Uh, there was and and he's a he's a pro. He knows he knows that in order for him to be his best, he has to help everybody around him be their best. And uh, so for me, it was knowing the athlete he is and the competitor he is. There was no doubt in my mind that he was going to be here. So I never had to talk about it. I haven't been to OTAs in the last couple of years, so it's been nice to kind of be out here, be in the meetings, uh, speak up about certain things, little adjustments in the offense and additional coaching points. Obviously, got a long history with Nathaniel, so he gives me a lot of latitude to speak up in the meetings and, and just the opportunity to help out Zach and Tim and Chris in the room was a lot of fun. I joke around that he's closer to a coach and he is a player at this point in his career. He's uh uh, fantastic mind. He's a fantastic conversation. So he's uh, he's been it's been all positive. And when you're in the same office for a long time, you know the off season is really for the young players. Uh, but with a new offense being my first year here, I really wanted to be around for at least some of the beginning things to uh, just let them know kind of uh, how I like to do things. Uh, you know, like I said, some of the code words, some of the little adjustments, some of the ways I see the game, uh, sparking that conversation. See, 
it was clear he didn't intend to be around for very much of this anyway, so now he won't be practicing. And he mentions the code words. It reminds me of, I think it was an item from Tyler Dunn, where there was this weird vibe in Green Bay where he had his code words and he expected guys to know them even if they didn't know them. And the receivers were like, what the hell is this? He expects me to know this, and I don't know this. I don't know if you remember that. but I do remember you know, This is part of getting guys comfortable. One of the things that makes a guy uncomfortable beyond the fact that they're like, oh, my God, that's Aaron Rodgers. I've been watching him since I was a little kid, is he's got this language that I don't have access to, yeah. and he expects me to know it. Right, right. And I, I think that's what Tyler Dunn, if I remember right, was like it was referring to, right? He had a language with a bunch of the other guys, the veteran guys, but he was throwing that same stuff out there to some of the younger guys, and they were like, wait, you haven't taught me that yet, if I, if I remember correctly. But this goes back into everything you know. we talked about last offseason, and we just were talking about this yesterday, or at least the day before. You know, that, that's why you're there right now. It's, it's to lay the groundwork for those things that you said. You know, he's somewhat incriminating himself for what last year, right? I mean, with, with what he's saying there, he's incriminating himself on what he did in Green Bay last year. But at the same time, at least maybe he's realized that and understands the importance of it now, and maybe he's grown in that department, and I'll give him credit for that. But, yeah, Mike, it's those little things where, you know, yeah, that's what it starts. Oh, hey, yeah, you know, I, uh, we, we got a we we, we play call, but it's, it's, a diff, it's the, the way they play this coverage. I'd like you to run this route just a hair different. You know, we might run the, route, the slant route with a three-step, you know, the receiver takes three steps and then cuts in. But if we get cover two or whatever, maybe I just want a one-step slant. Or I might see something and just say this word, and I say this word, I want you to change the route and go to something else. Or that under-the-radar under the signaling we talked about. That stuff goes a long way this time of the year. And now it can, now guys can get that in their brain and start to be looking for it and get used to, wait, there's more than I just have to remember the play at the huddle with this guy. I got to get used to, you know, I got to look at the defense. I got to make sure I look at him. I got to make sure I'm on my, you know, on my P's and Q's here because he's adding some other elements to the offense. And that's where it's important for the $60 million a year quarterback and the franchise and the guy to be there in the offseason. Yeah, I just studied his demeanor every clip that we showed today, and he just looked like somebody who had something he really wanted to say, but he knew he shouldn't say it, and he was kind of hoping that someone would either ask a question or use a phrase that would allow him to say whatever it was he wanted to say. He just kind of had that – there was just kind of that impish kind of anticipatory – I can't really articulate. Do you think he it, was just edgy to. or like bothered by his calf injury? Maybe you know. I mean, then there there could be that too, where it could be just bothering him that that happened, and he felt like, hey, I got some good momentum going here, and maybe under his breath, he's a little bit, oh, like freaking stupid, freaking jumping drill with a medicine ball and all that crap. Who knows? You know, he could be agitated. I don't. You know, and you're pretty good with reading people that way. I, I don't doubt that, you know, what you're seeing there. I, I understand what you're saying. But yesterday was kind of the first normal interaction away from the shooting of the confetti cannons and yeah. Aaron Rodgers in town and everybody loves everyone and everything is awesome. This is where we start getting into the grind a little bit, and this is what we're going to see. And there's going to be bumps and bruises. It's not going to be perfect every single day. And the adversity will be magnified if and when it happens. That leads to the next point. Here's Robert Sala talking about his efforts to keep out any and all negativity that could undermine the 2023 New York Jets. 
would love to go 17 and 0 and cruise through the playoffs and win a championship, but you're not going to be able to unless you focus on the moment. So. Uh, acknowledge the noise, acknowledge the positivity, be excited about it because, you know, there's, um, again, my opinion, I think 32 teams stand in front of their teams, or 32 coaches stand in front of their teams every year to talk about winning a championship. And then realistically, there's maybe six or eight teams that have an actual chance to do it. And I do think we are one of those teams. But none of it matters unless we do it. We take care of it today. Do you think the Jets are one of the six to eight teams that have a realistic chance to win the Super Bowl? I do. I do. I do. I think they're one of the teams that have the talent there to go, you know, and I think they've pushed the chips all in like we've talked about, which I give them credit for. But I think their roster, you know, you look at this right here in our little graphic from BetMGM. I mean, we know the Chiefs and the Eagles and the Bengals and the Niners are up there. The Bills are, you know, I don't know, in my eyes, maybe a little too high there. But I, I think that Jets roster is... Super Bowl caliber. Now, yeah, putting it all together and 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 you know getting the breaks and of course the schedule we talked about and honestly, like with with what Robert Sala saying, this might be a year where there might be more than six to eight teams honestly that could be in the Super Bowl conversation. And I'm I'm one of those that's always like, no, it's about six to eight that have gone all in. Where this year, I feel like I could probably identify a few more than normal, which makes it a little more interesting. Let's leave this up yeah. because it's easy to say in a vacuum Right, the Jets are one of the six to eight teams that could win it. But when you start looking at the teams, I don't know that they are, notwithstanding the betting odds. And we know that the betting odds are just a reflection, to some extent, of the betting activity. So the first five are a given. Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Bengals, 49ers. I think we'd all agree it's Chiefs, Bills, Bengals in the AFC. It's Eagles, 49ers in the NFC. Sure. Then it's who are the next three. Right. I'm surprised the Jets are higher on the stack than the Cowboys and the Ravens. Yeah, I just talked the other day about how the Ravens could crack the Chiefs, Eagles, Bills. Right. uh, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, excuse me, presumption. And then you got the Jaguars. You're looking for a good bet. You're looking for value. Right. The Jaguars, 28 to 1. Because they're the Jaguars. People can't get accustomed to the idea of the Jaguars being good. I'd put the Jaguars closer to the top of the mountain right now than the Jets. And for one very important reason that we've been talking about. The Jaguars are in a lesser division. The Jaguars have a lesser schedule. Four games against the AFC West. Four games against the NFC East. Nearly half the schedule for every team in the AFC East. I really do believe, and I'm not rooting for this, but I kind of am because... It will prove my point if only one team makes it from the AFC East. I've been saying, I think there's a chance only one team makes it from the AFC East. And if you don't win the division, you're not going to the playoff party. Yeah. And it's hard to be one of the six to eight teams that can win the Super Bowl if you're not at the playoff table. No, I uh, agreed. Agree. I, listen, I, I'll say this. I love that Robert Salas says that. I do. He's given this team confidence right now. He's been on some Super Bowl teams where he goes, wait, wait, we got the talent. I think we're one of those six to eight teams. That's fine. You know, what you're saying is real. Yeah, the new quarterback, the the schedule, the division, the conference is as great as we've ever seen, right? We've said that a bunch of times here the last few weeks. So that's where it's tough. But, you know, you know, you see the schedule here. Yeah, it's going to be important they get off to a good start. But even, like, guys, can we go back to that BetMGM graphic there, too? Because I think that kind of proved the point, too, of what we were saying. It is more than 6-8, to eight, I think, this year. It's a It's an odd year. You know, yeah, the Jets are getting the Rodgers bump, but you're right, the Cowboys, the Ravens, hey, you said the Jags, 
The Dolphins, are you kidding me? You, you couldn't see the Dolphins win the Super Bowl? The Dolphins might have the best roster in football, right? And then we know there's going to be a team or two that's going to jump onto the scene and we're going to go, ooh, we didn't see that coming. Is that going to be the Chargers? Is it going to be the Broncos? Is it the Seahawks? Is it the Browns? They all have elements of their team where I go, they had a lot of things working with them too where I wouldn't be shocked if they were late in the playoffs hanging around still. So that's where I do think, again, it's, it's, a, it's a different year than most years than, than we've seen because of the AFC, the quarterbacks, and it feels like there's a few more teams all in than there normally is. The big wild card in all this, too, is health. There's going to be a team that falls out of that picture quickly because right. of injuries, and there's going to be teams that hold it together, stay healthy, and end up getting hot. Great schedule early on, win some games, build some confidence, off you go. I Ooh. – I, where are the Vikings on here? I, I can't imagine the Vikings having longer odds than the Saints to win the Super Bowl this year, right? Wait, the say Saints? it again. I can't. Pete's Derek talking. Carr? You're are talking. Are you kidding me? What? Yeah. Where Where are the Vikings on here? What? I, I mean, is this is are they on the next page of the graphic? I, <laughs> look, I don't. I don't want to. I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I. I don't. I. I can't imagine the Saints having. Better odds than the Vikings of winning the Super Bowl. That that seems like I mean, if you're looking for value, if the Vikings are like fifty to one, that that's worth spending five bucks. I don't on. think it's crazy though. I mean, the Saints got some elements. But I think if we went position by position, a lot of the way. I mean, defense. We know we're taking the Saints almost at every position, right? So offense now with Derek Carr, I think people are looking at it going now. The Saints they're looking at them as, a, as every bit the quality of the the Vikings, and you know. I don't know. Maybe that division plays into the the factor as well. But I I, I hear you, well, Mike. But 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 that implies because you don't see the Falcons, you don't see the Bucks, and you don't see the Panthers on that board. Yeah, that implies that there's a belief by the odds makers that the Saints are the yeah. best team in the division. I'm not ready to sign on for that. I'm not. No, I think I the Buccaneers you. are going to be better than people realize. It's got a lot of pieces of that Super Bowl team in place. The Falcons are a fascinating team this year that was 7-10 and 10 each of the last two. And what about the Panthers, for God's sake? They got all the pieces. I mean, I know they don't have Christian McCaffrey anymore, and they traded away DJ Moore, but they have a great defense. Yeah. Frank Reich can come in there in year one with all that offensive coaching firepower and get something out of Bryce Young with Miles Sanders there. I'm... I, uh. I don't know. I think, so, uh, I think they're, they have the least amount of questions. I, I think that's probably where. And again, and we know that these markets are swayed by the betters. And you know, the the the, the Saints. I think when you look at it too, it's just Derek Carr. That's the bump they're getting there. You know, the other three teams in the division have, you know, what people or the public view is a questionable quarterback situation. What I'm, kind of a bump is Derek Carr? What well, kind of a bump is Derek Carr? I know. Carr in I, all seriousness. Well, I, I mean, get it. I'm going to get myself in trouble for this, but Derek Carr is not a bump to me. Well, I, I get it. Not he's not a bump to a lot of people in football. But, yeah, I, listen, he's not a bump to a lot of people in football. A lot of people are shocked that he got that kind of money. And, you know, they talk about his career record and what he's done and all that. And they're like, man, what are the, the Saints, you know? went all in acting like he was a Super Bowl winning quarterback there. I think there's a lot of people that have that same feeling you do, you know? I think it's somewhere in between for me, but I think I'm more just a believer in what the Saints and what they could be just because, hey, I know that O-line's good, right? We saw, hey, Olavi and Michael Thomas back with R Rashid Shaheed and, and Jawan Johnson a running back and Alvin Kamara, and you talk about one of the better O-lines in football, and then we we know that defense, it's, it's top – you know, eight-ish, five-ish in football. It was dominant at times at the end of the season 
we we saw them, you know, give some good teams some problems. So I think that's where people are playing that. I can understand that. I can understand them being that that high. It's I guess a little shocking to see them above the Vikings, though. I hear you. All right. One more thing. I want to have a 55-minute oh, opening wait. segment. Well, Go I ahead. got one more We're, we're thing. at 44, so we got more time. Go ahead. Well, I do want to – I want to say one more thing about what Robert Sala did. You know, he was talking about, you know, trying to keep the negativity out, right, and all that. You know, that, that I love Sala and his at energy, the all gas, no breaks, right, the, the giving his team the confidence that I think we're one of the six or eight teams that can win the Super Bowl. I love all that. If I have had one flaw – with Robert Sala over his coaching career is, yes, he's let the negativity or the talk and even his locker room talk a little too much, and that's specifically to the Zach Wilson situation. That, that to me, is where, you know, maybe one of the only flaws I've really seen in his coaching career to this point, where, yeah, he let the negativity in the media, he let the negativity fill into the locker room, and he let the locker room voice the negativity a little bit and I think that was part of the downfall of their team last year, period. And that does go on the head coach a little bit, and I think he's going to make sure he stays on top of that this year. Don't you see a slight connection, though, between an all-gas, no-breaks mindset and people who are willing to say what they want to say without considering I, consequences? I, yes. That's there, what there breaks is, do. There is. Breaks, You're right. Breaks protect you from consequences. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I think we want all-gas, no-breaks on the football field. It doesn't mean, you know, all mouth and comments in the locker room. That, that's where I think he's probably going to, you know, draw the, the line in the cement there. Or the sand. Yeah, I like the cement better. If you're gonna if you're gonna draw a line in the cement, make sure you do it while the cement is still wet, yes. and make sure you're happy with how the line looks because it's going to be there forever. All right, uh, let's take a break. We got more PFT live right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 